So I am uh, representing my fellow brethren and sisters out there <laughs> who wants a good va- value, who who wants to stay true to our Chinese picky <laughs> origins, you know, to 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 get the freshest, uh, maybe not the freshest fish in the market, but a damn good value. Jason 2022 for president. Yes, thank you very much. <laughs> so, uh, back by popular demand, Jason is joining us officially on a Project Tech Podcast. Yay! Woohoo! Yeah, and we kicked Adam right because his comments on the previous episode of YouTube Premium. Yeah, we decided I think for the longevity of the podcast, we needed somebody whose opinions are not that controversial. So, I decided to take over Adam's spot. <laughs> no, actually, no. That Adam's uh, <laughs> Adam is not free for today's recording. It's still very much yeah, part of the Roger Tech podcast. Yeah. Yeah. Is uh, focusing on editing our next podcast. Yep. And also, you know, it's a public holiday in Malaysia, but in Amsterdam today, it's not. Yeah. Yep, yep. Scheduling conflict. Cool. Scheduling conflict. So yeah, Apple September event, the iPhone event. So yeah, we got uh, four new iPhones, two new iPads, and one new Apple Watch. So yeah, initially we want to have our mutual friend Brenda on board because she's planning on getting a new iPhone for herself. So I suppose... Uh, Let's try to make this episode like uh, the one episode that you come and hear your thoughts about whether you should get a new iPhone or not. <laughs> like a summarizer to help her make the decision. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Well, personally, you are the you are the Apple head in this particular episode, Morgan, because I'm not a avid follower of the Apple events, but uh, I'm a bit caught up to speed. I, I usually just read the summaries, but yeah, I guess this... Actually, we really do. Do people really need to o- opinions whether they should get the new iPhone, the new iPad, a new Apple Watch? Like, there's a bajillion opinions on on it on the matter right about now. I would imagine. I don't know. Like the way I want to see is that uh, because both of us are using iPhones, right? And just want to like uh, share our perspective about it. I-, I would say because the iPhone I'm using right now it's last year's model, the 12 Pro Max. So it's pretty recent and I felt like uh, can be a good comparison to this year's uh, model. Which which iPhone model you're using? I'm using the 11. Um, not 11 Pro, just 11. The plain vanilla 11. 11. Uh, I got mine, I can't remember when exactly, not too long after the 11 was announced. I was upgrading from an iPhone 7. So that was a huge upgrade for me. So yeah, 7 Plus actually, a 7 Plus. I was upgrading from a 7 Plus to uh, an, an iPhone 11. So that was my first time with Face ID. It was my first time with um, the no, the home, the, the, the disappearance of the home screen button, you know, the home button. You got the purple one, right? Correct. The uh, lavender. I, I'm not sure what's the official name for the color, but it's, I got it because it was, it looked very tasty. You know, it looks like <laughs> Nyonya Kuei. Mm. Uh, so I'm like, mm, I want this phone because of that. So yeah, that's the only reason why I got the, the lavender colored iPhone 11. When, when I was in your apartment, uh, got a few times I mistaken that uh, the lavender phone was your girlfriend's phone. And turned out, it's, it turned out to be yours, right? Why is that, Morgan? <laughs> because men can't have purple phones, Morgan. Men can only have white, black, huh? Is that, 
Is that why, Morgan? I don't know. I, I can't imagine you with a lavender phone. I don't know. But lavender is a, it's a very subtle, it's just a subtle shade of purple. It's chef's kiss, <laughs> you know. But no, la, I got it because, well, again, it looks nice. It looks reminds me of Nonya Kui. But also, you know, like the white colored. I think when I was buying um, the iPhone 11, the white color and black color were out of stock because they're fairly popular. So was the the mint green or uh, teal I, I'm not sure what's the, what's the exact name for the colour pandan that was out of stock as well pandan colour <laughs> the pandan layer cake colour right? oh my goodness <laughs> yeah 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 no the, the, the nonya kue colour was in was in stock but not the pandan unfortunately <laughs> yeah yeah so yeah, uh, any new surprises that you find uh, for the iPhone announcements? Um, I think the surprise was that there was no surprise. This is probably the most boring um, iPhone launch I've ever seen or heard or yeah, ever. It's so mediocre. But I would definitely say that this is an S year. Yes, right? I would say if you if you follow the uh, Apple's uh, naming convention um, throughout like the 7, 8, 10 era, you know, with the 10S, XS, uh, 10R, S, etc, etc. Uh, this would be an, this year is an S year for Apple, basically. So yeah, I guess that kind of makes sense that the changes were very boring and incremental, super incremental. The battery and the camera improvement. The camera, okay, it's pretty cool, you know. Aperture two point eight to one point eight. It's a uh, it's a pretty big deal for photography, avid photographers, you know. It's an uh, entire stop uh higher, right? So it's pretty it's pretty that, that's, that's pretty good. But I don't know if you want to talk about a camera first. I guess we can. Um because uh on not just the aperture had a uh had a bump, but they also have the what's they call it? The cinematic uh mode, right? Yep. And I'm confused. So cinematic so, mode. Yeah, go, you go ahead. Right. I, I think you would probably uh, be able to explain it much better than I would. So uh, what Jason meant by cinematic mode is that, do you know that uh, it's, it's, it's actually kind of like a filmmaking technique where you can have like a focus racking. So which means that uh, you can have different focus in the foreground or in the background. So uh, what Apple is trying to do with this cinematic mode is try to intelligently stage your videos better and I, w I would say that for this year iphone 13 releases there's been a lot of focus on the video capturing alone and i think that uh in terms of uh, video capturing on the smartphone i think apple has been quite far ahead and this is just them flexing their muscles i would say because they got support formats like prores they kind of push it like a. Have you watched the the short film that they made? The one that kind of looked like a knives out uh, imitation. It has a lot of who done it uh, vibes into it. Quite a fun short film. No, I I have not. I have not watched the uh, knives out imitation. Yeah, for the short film, they kind of like uh, have a. I'll say a lot of people in the frame together, but uh, somehow. The cinematic mode is able to, to detect, like, for example, when someone is uh, staring into the lens or looking away, maybe perhaps like uh, looking at, uh, for example, when a person is looking at a photo frame 
and the photo frame becomes in focus, although the photo frame is in the background. And and the short film really illustrates that really well, I would say. So this is like uh, doing a lot of work. Like how to say, uh, to make home videos look very professional, I would say. And, and the surprising thing is that uh, they actually have this on the normal iPhone 13 and iPhone 13 mini. So it's not a Pro Max or a Pro exclusive feature. I think one thing I want to talk about is uh, actually quite surprised me is that uh, they still have the iPhone 13 mini for this year. I was actually contemplating last year whether should I go with the smaller phone or a bigger phone. So because last year iPhone 12 Pro Max has that sensor shift in the camera, hence I go with the bigger phone. And it's like a 6.7 inch for the screen. And it's been a year and I started to appreciate smaller phones right now. <laughs> I see. So you're saying that it's not exactly ergonomic, uh, ergonomically friendly for you to actually use the uh, 12 Pro Max, is it? Yeah. Yeah. And the weird thing is that uh, I have a big ass hand. <laughs> yeah. You mean you are a big ass person, Morgan? You are what? 187 yeah. centimeters? So yeah. A phone of this size should be made for me, right? I'm the one that should feel comfortable with this mm -hmm. form factor, right? But mm -hmm. it just feels very bulky. Mm. But of course, at, at the same time, I appreciate the camera features and the battery. And I wouldn't mind giving the Mini a try one day. I think last year, what killed, what was the deal breaker for the Mini was that uh, it didn't have all the f camera features, the sensor shift, uh, feature and I think that was the one that took me over to I get see. the Pro instead. Yeah, that's fair. I think I, I think Apple probably yeah, and then that's probably the reason why they, as you mentioned, you know, uh, the Mini this year has uh, feature parity with uh, at least most of the feature parity with another uh, big boys, right? It's probably to drive the sales of uh, the Mini. And we know Apple's um, it's a bit off tangent, but like. Uh, especially Tim Cook. Tim Cook is the king of supply chain. You know, he squeezes uh, as much out of a product lineup for as, for as long as possible. Uh, you know, that is so probably the, the decision to keep on with the mini is because they have leftover stock uh, from from last year's mini for, for manufacturing and repurpose it for this year's manufacturing. And, you know, when, if they decide, if they notice that, oh, the mini is... Not doing very well. Boom. Next year is probably gone. Probably cut off from the lineup. If if I'm getting an iPhone this year, the iPhone 13 mini is going to be a strong contender. Uh, not sure whether you know though, uh, Adam is actually quite excited to get the mini. Really? Yeah. Like uh, last year when I was talking with him about the iPhone 12 mini, right? Uh, he said something about if he can, if he, if he is switching iPhones that, that year, he would definitely get the mini because he felt like the mini is going to be like a iPhone SE where they change every five years or longer. And this is like his chance to uh, hop on board the new mini. That's why uh, it will be interesting to hear his thoughts about whether will he be changing to iPhone 13 mini this year. <laughs> that's okay. okay. That's, uh, that's interesting. But I believe he has an 11, right? Or no, he's using a 10. He's using a 10. I see. Okay, then yeah, he's probably yeah. right for an upgrade uh, any, anytime soon. So yeah. So my question is to you, right? Uh, if you are changing iPhone this year, which size would you go with? Would you go with the mini 
or would you go with the iPhone 13, the normal one, or would you go with the Pro or the Max? Right. I actually do not know the difference between the 13 and the 13 Pro. I would definitely never go for the Max. Max is way too big for my... I, I had the... Like I mentioned, you know, one of my previous phone was oh, a 7 yeah. Plus and I did not like the form factor at all. It was too huge. It was, it was just a pain to carry around. Then you should be excited about iPhone 13 mini, right? <laughs> no, not really. Let me, let me get my point, Morgan. I'm currently using the 11, like I've mentioned, and this is the perfect size for me. It is big enough, but it has so much screen real estate because of the disappearance of the, uh, you know, the home button, right? But in the 11th generation of iPhone, the 11 Pro has a slightly larger screen size than the 11, despite be, uh, being small, being a smaller package altogether. Uh, I think it was like, what, uh, probably half an inch smaller uh, in terms of the total size of the phone. And I actually held an i11 Pro before. I've tried using it for, for a bit in the Apple Store in uh, Osaka. It's very... Wait, wait, wait. You meant 11 Pro Max, right? No, no, no. 11 Pro. Just Pro. I will never refer to the Max because the Max is... I am not interested in the Max at all. Sorry. Uh, iPhone 11 and iPhone 11 Pro. The Pro is smaller than 11, right? Yes. The, the overall size is smaller. But like I mentioned, it's like probably 0.5 inches smaller. But the screen, the screen is technically bigger than the 11 all right. by a fraction. I, I can't remember the exact specification, but it's... a. a just a touch bigger than the 11. Of course, on top of being OLED, etc, etc. In any case, I really like the 11 Pro's form factor. It feels nicer on the hand, probably because of the stainless steel uh, construction. But um, I am very fine with the 11 and 11 Pro. I don't think I need a smaller phone or a larger phone. I think the 11 is just a sweet spot. And I have not compared the screen size between the 13 and the 13 Pro. But I suspect uh, if you know we follow Apple's uh, design philosophy and language, it should be sort of the same. I I, I don't know. Maybe maybe I would like the the iPhone Mini, uh, you know, the thirteen Mini. But at this point in time, I have no qualms with my eleven at all. So whereas like the seven Plus, I distinctively remember hating using the seven Plus because it was so huge at times. But the eleven, I I had no problems with my eleven. I had ha or have no problems in my life. So just now you asked the question about what's the difference between the regular 13 and, and 13 Pro, right? Uh, one of the biggest differentiator is the Pro Motion. So you will get that 120 hertz sweet, 120 refresh rate on the iPhone 13 yes, Pro. Yes, you're right, you're right. If I remember, you, uh, you have an iPad Pro, right? With the 120 hertz difference, right? I had an iPad Pro, correct? The first generation iPad Pro. So yes, I had experienced ProMotion before. And yeah, you're right. ProMotion was a game changer, I would say. That was my first time with a high refresh rate screen. And it was, yeah, it was a game changer, uh, needless to say. Everything just seemed nicer, better, um, much more buttery smooth. Um, and, you know, if you go to YouTube, uh, if you search YouTube from like, I don't know, four or five years back, everybody was raving over it, like from MKBHD to, um, to like, I don't know, every tech YouTuber were raving like, oh, this is so buttery smooth. So ProMotion really is a game changer. And yeah, actually because of that, I would probably just go for the 13 Pro just for that, you know, ProMotion display. But remind me again, for the iPad, right, do they have adaptive refresh rate? Ah, that one I can't remember. 
I don't think so. Because from what I can recall, everything seemed just buttery smooth all the time, you know. Because it's all fixed on 120 hertz, right? Yes, I believe so. For this new 13 Pro, since it's using an OLED panel, and I think they are able to do that adaptive refresh rate. Yeah, from 10 hertz to 120 hertz. It scales out according to the activity that you are using, the apps that you're using. So it's um uh it's pretty yeah, it's pretty cool. That is actually pretty, pretty cool. So that means, you know, because the worry of um at least I did at least this was a few years back, the worry of like uh, the argument of a high refresh screen is that it will consume double the uh battery life, right? Because you are refreshing pixels at twice the rate. So obviously yeah. it would use up much more battery, right? So yeah. with this uh adaptive uh refresh rate this essentially no longer becomes a problem. So, well, well, to be fair, you know, let's not give Apple, you know, all the accolades here because this has been done on other phones, you know, Android phones for years now at this point. So, welcome to the party, uh, I, Apple. <laughs> but the interesting thing is that uh, even uh, with Apple introducing adaptive refresh rate, it actually increases the battery life. It actually increases the battery life. So, oh, uh, so it actually, okay. uh, you have a battery life improvement. Uh, like for example, for the Pro Max, right? The big fat one, right? Uh, you get actually 2.5 hours more battery life than last year's model. Oh, yeah. But I mean, I mean, yeah, but that's always the thing, right? Like, uh, it's a new chipset. Well, I guess this is a good uh, segue into their new chipset, lah. But like uh, the A15, right? Yeah. Um, but uh, uh, A15 Bionic. Yeah, but uh, I don't know. Um, again, I'm not a hardware engineer or whatever. But one can make the argument if they didn't support promotion, let's just say, they could potentially have a much higher battery life than just two point five. So. Yeah, uh, basically I'm trying to highlight is that, you know, just because they had ProMotion doesn't mean they also had higher battery life at the same time. It's just that, you know, they probably chucked in a bigger battery or the processor is just much more efficient. It's likely the latter, but yeah. No, uh, the, ba- the the battery size did, did improve a bit. I mean, uh, the size uh, sorry, uh, the size increased a bit. So uh, it's a bit of both. So I would, I would, I dare say if uh, maybe without promotion, if they had, if they stuck to, you know, a uh, fixed refresh rate, uh, the, the default refresh rate, battery life might be higher. Because at the end of the day, to adapt between uh, the, the, var- the variable refresh rate would require processing power still, you know, negligible amount, I would, I would guess, but it still requires uh, processing power and therefore that requires battery as well, so... It all ties in together, but uh, still, yeah, I, I would, I would uh, agree with you. It's still a impressive feat, la, to to say the least. What else, uh? Like that, or camera nice, or S year, or no, uh, I, I, uh, I don't know. Somehow this year, the mini impressed me more than the pro. I don't know. It's more like the because uh, last year the sensor shift, right? Are you familiar with the sensor shift on the camera? No, I, I am not up to date with uh, the iPhone since I bought my 11 because I All just right. didn't care, if I'm very honest. <laughs> so uh, for the sensor shift, it's like a mechanical part in the camera where it stabilizes your uh, phone. So you're able to take more stable photos and it actually helps you to hold it steady when you're taking night shots. That's why you're able to take better night photos. So, because it's mechanical, right? So, it needs that space. So, I understand uh, why it's exclusively on the Max version for last year. And for this year, they actually make this available on the Mini. So, I think that 
that's the one thing that really surprised me. That uh, wow, like 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 they they can find space and cramp inside the mini with this sensor shift. Um, is it possible? It's a it's a software. I I'm not sure because I'm I'm not very. No no, it's a it 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 is a hardware. It's a hardware, hardware thing. Okay, because because yeah. it's the same like the um. Uh, portrait mode remember back in the 7 plus the, the reason why 7 plus yeah. had portrait mode was because it has uh, the dual uh, lens setup whereas 7 only had a single lens setup uh, but then in uh, future iterations of the iPhone it uh, portrait mode became the de facto standard through a software hack well uh, ever since uh, I guess the 10 there has been always two lenses so but yeah my point uh, stand that it uh, if you're sure that it's a mechanical thing then yeah that's pretty impressive to be able to miniaturize a component that they couldn't last year and put it in this year's mini then yeah that's how uh, that's how i feel as well so yeah do you recommend uh people to get the mini for this year after you know the episode that the title of this episode should be uh you should get the iphone 13 mini <laughs> because this just sounds like you're trying to endorse <laughs> and push uh, uh you just want to push the 13 mini on everybody you know uh my answer is i don't know morgan because i have not touched the the mini um all right, all right. on 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 paper yeah i guess it sounds interesting but and it is the cheaper option you know cheapest option yeah but i don't know uh it, it really depends right um Okay. Personally, I would say, yeah, why not? Uh, you save money. Uh, yeah, if if okay, this and and this advice has been, uh, basically, everybody know about this advice at this point. If you, if it's your first foray into um, into an iPhone, you know, you're moving from an Android or God knows what uh, OS into you know, uh, and you're thinking of getting an iPhone, right? Yes. Yeah. Um, Truly, any any iPhone, uh, any of the latest gen iPhone would, would would be great for you. But if you are upgrading, you know, then the the question becomes more complicated, right? Are you upgrading from a twelve? Uh, are you upgrading from eleven, ten, seven? You know, etc. etc. If you are my my rule of thumb is if you are at, if you're not at least three generations behind the current iPhone. You, you probably should not up upgrade. You should just stick with whatever you have. And this is especially true for this year's iPhone lineup. It's just minimal. Uh, if, like you mentioned, this year is an S year for the iPhone, but it is a very weak S year. Sure, miniaturization, you know, the whole uh, sensor shift, whatever. That's okay. I, I'll grant you that. But really, Morgan, who actually used that? You know? Um, especially... No, no, it's uh, it's It's... It's invisible. Okay, okay, yeah. You don't have to... Yeah, it, you just take a photo and it does... Correct. From, from, from a night photography, I guess. Uh, but number one, we are still amidst a pandemic, uh, at least in Malay Malaysia. <laughs> who is going out taking photos at right. night is one thing. But even then, right? Even then, let's, let's assume users from America or whatever. It's... I don't know. Is it worth getting... Is it worth upgrading to this iPhone? I don't know. If, if really night shift is all they have. Uh, and And... I wanted to touch a bit on the chipset before we, you know, we uh, end um, the iPhone segment. I wanted to get a touch All on right. the chipset. Uh, I guess I was scrolling Twitter and uh, this, I think, uh, I can't remember the developer's name, but he's a prominent macOS, iOS. He's a developer. He shared an article from uh, Semi Analysis in about, uh, so this is the title of the article. I'm actually reading it right now. It's like Apple CPU gains grind to a halt and the future looks dim as the impact from the CPU engineer exodus to Nuvia and Revos starts to bleed in. 
so TLDR or TLDH, there is a brain drain that happened in Apple since 2019. Uh, and all their top silicon engineers, the CPU architects and uh, engineers, have uh, left the company and joined other ventures, essentially. So if you actually look at the, uh, whatchamacallit, the presentation deck uh, you know, for the iPhone 13, note, note that when they compare the CPU speed, right, they put there 50% faster CPU speed versus the competition. Competition, right? All right. They have not done this before. Or, or rather, I don't know if they've not done this before, but they usually say like if, 2x faster than previous generation, blah, 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 right? They always like to compare against themselves because to them, they are the standard already, right? So it's yeah. curious why they would uh, put this graphic that 50% faster CPU versus competition. And it's because the CPU architecture of this year, it's just a bit juiced up from last year. It's, a, it's barely an increment, you know. But Jason, you have to understand is because right now we are in the midst of a pandemic and also a chip shortage situation around the world. That contributes, right? This has nothing to do with uh, chip manufacturing. It's architecture, right? But, it, it, it's architecture. But because, even, because then, are, because, even then, right? Uh, as, as an end right. consumer, I shouldn't have to care about all of this. I shouldn't have to care if there's a chip shortage, if there's a... Uh, if uh, whatever. But as an end consumer, all I care about is what is the end product that's coming to me? And the end product that's coming to me this year seems weak sauce. It just doesn't... Um, it's just not worth it. Why, why should I shell out... Uh, uh, mind you, the I think the 13 um, Pro is the, the the maxed out 13 Pro is what 7,000 plus ringgit. You can get a MacBook for that, man. Why would I spend so much money on a iPhone? But nobody is asking you to buy the one TB iPhone, man. Okay, fair, fair. But even then, right? Even if you get the uh, entry level Mini, what is that like? Uh, 3.8, 3.5? Yeah. That is still a lot of money for such an incremental upgrade when I could just snag a last generation iPhone for cheaper, you know? I could I could just get it secondhand or probably, uh, I, I don't know if the iPhone 12 uh, will still be sold on the Apple store. I'm not sure about that. But my question stands, why should I get the 13 with such... But because, I'm, yeah, I, I feel that you're a bit unfair because you're comparing with people who has an iPhone 12. But for people who has an iPhone 10 or a 10R, it's like a big leap forward. Right? I mean, like, Apple isn't, how to say, it's been a while where Apple increments their per performance uh, consistently. They, have, they, they are not the ones that make giant leaps in between generations. Okay. So it's I, and I come as a surprise. And I understand that. But like, okay, so I'm not comparing... Uh, your your assumption is wrong that I'm comparing this against iPhone 12 users. No, I'm I'm comparing it this. Why would anybody get a 13 when they can get a cheaper 12? Hey, what kind of stupid argument is that, man? Then then when, no. when, when you are when when you are 12, then then uh, you ask like why not get a cheaper 11? Then when you're 11, why don't get a cheaper 10? It's the same thing, man. What? No, it's like okay, okay, 11 to a 12, or 11 to a 13, right? Let's compare 11 to 13. The the jump is uh big, right? So you you compare next to the lineup, right? So obviously, you look at the uh, iPhone 12 and you look at iPhone 13. What is the gain that you will get from an iPhone uh, 13? And 
is it worth the price? If you break it down to a, you know, a cost analysis uh, breakdown, is it worth the price for per dollar, the performance per dollar of an iPhone 13 compared to an iPhone 12? Are you actually getting your money worth out of that? And I personally don't think so. I, I think you're better off just getting an iPhone 12, which will probably be cheap. You can get it. You can probably snag a cheaper iPhone 12 on, on the secondhand market. And usually iPhones are pretty well kept. You know, they're, they're, they're usually, um, you know, in pristine condition. Have a look have a long lifespan of, of software yeah. support, right? Yeah. Because of their good architecture. That's why, like, like you keep contradicting yourself, man. <laughs> what? You're like... Uh, how, oh, yeah, how, how, is that, how is that contradicting with the 13? No, no. You're, you're, the, uh, the, uh, the, the argument you have is that, oh, the, ar- the architecture has been slowing down. and uh, Not really big improvement. But last year was great. I, I'm not saying... <laughs> Morgan, you are... okay. You are sounding oh, like a fanboy right now, dude. I'm not. I've not said the architecture is slowing down. I'm saying that the bump, the increase yeah. in performance from the 12 to the 13 is marginal. So why should you pay top dollar for a marginal increase when you can uh, get a last generation, which is you know the iPhone 12 lineup, for you know lesser? I don't know how much lesser. You have to look at the secondhand market, but you can get it for lesser. So why should you uh, pay top dollar for a marginal increase? If you are coming from a, um, if you're talking, comparing, you know, between, uh, I would say, okay, what was a huge generation leap? Uh, 8 and 10, right? 8, eight, eight and 10. If you're from an iPhone 7 and, you're com- and you, you want to jump to either 8 or a 10, right? Imagine you are in the year 20, what, 2017, yeah. 2018. 10 is, was a game changer. The screen changed, the design language changed, the battery changed, the processor changed, everything changed. Of, from if you break uh, you know a performance to dollar or I guess a value to dollar uh, breakdown, it makes perfect sense to buy an iPhone 10. It's expensive, but it makes perfect sense to buy iPhone 10 because it's so much better. It's a revolutionary change. Then you compare it to like um, okay, you compare the 10 to the 10s, right? Why would you buy the 10s? Would you buy a 10s, Morgan? But by your by argument of you know this being an S generation, right? If you if you're uh, jumping from a iPhone seven or an iPhone eight, and your only option was a ten or a ten S, and you could get the ten at a cheaper price, would you get the ten or ten S? The reason why I said uh, always get the latest mm-hmm. hardware because like for example, you're getting this year hardware versus last year hardware because when you're getting this year's hardware, you will get that extra year of support versus if you buy last year hardware, it's one year. It's like it's one year already and it's like obsolete okay so um in in a long term okay yeah fair but let me ask you this how long was the iphone se before it got obsolete how how long did the apple support iphone se would you would you know, ju- seven uh, years eight years eight years right seven years, eight years. do you think anybody will use a phone for more than uh five years let alone eight years they of course, of course they are right but i'm talking about like you know the vast majority would, would, would do you think people will use a phone more than five years yeah fair i mean like four years would consider be very good already. Yeah. And do you think buying an iPhone 12 uh, now and, you know, in four years' time, you would gain such perfor- so such drastic performance hit that it will shatter... Uh, mind you, this is just a one-generation gap, yeah, 12 to, to 13, yeah? Do you think that buying a 12 and using it for four years, you would feel like, ah, oh, man, I should have gotten the 13, la. The, the performance hit is unbearable now. Yeah. So that's my that's my argument. If you can get it cheaper, right. unless you're telling me okay. they're both at the same price, then obviously it's, you know it's a dumb qu- uh, argument to begin with. Just get a thirteen if they are the same price. But 
chances are they're not. Right. Chances are on the second-hand market or even on the first-hand market, on the brand-new market, you can probably snag a 12 for a cheaper price because it's no longer the new thing. Correct. And is it objectively slower, uh, dated compared to 13? Yes. But by how much? And that's the question I'm asking, you know. So, uh, by all means, if people want the, if the person buying, uh, that wants to buy an iPhone, you know, they want it, they want the best of the best, by all means, get the 13. But I'm more interested in what the 14 brings. I think that would be a upgrade that, you know, that truly warrants, uh, uh, you know, me to just swipe my credit card, you know, just throw my wallet at Apple. But that's just my opinion. Let's talk about another mini, the iPad mini. Mm-hmm. <laughs> mm. Okay, so this one, I fully agree. Everybody should just get the latest iPad mini. As a matter of fact, oh, really? my, you surprised me, man. My right. dad, oh, no, because like, uh, if I'm not mistaken, it's, uh, what was it? It bumped up to an A14, right? The, the, the chip? No, 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 sorry, sorry, um, sorry, sorry. The iPad mini is using the latest one, the A15, the same with the iPhone Even, 13. Yeah. It, Exactly. So it's even put it this way. Uh, okay, I know we're supposed to get into what's the changes and everything, but I'll just put it here. In the beginning, I think everybody, if you've got the money, just get the, iPad, the latest iPad mini. Because the old iPad mini is, what, two years already at this point? Three years almost, I guess? And I feel I felt so bad because literally just two days ago, my dad was asking me, hey, what should we get, mom? You know, should we get her an iPad mini or just the iPad, the normal iPad? And I was... I com- the regular one. Yeah. yeah, and I completely forgotten that there might be an iPad mini announcement at this Apple event. So I was told him, oh, just get the iPad lah, you know, just get the iPad. And I completely regret that now because looking at the iPad mini now, I'm like, oh, I potentially screwed my mom over. <laughs> so, well, the 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 script uh, totally flipped right now where I was talking about uh, like how great 13 mini is right now. You're talking about how iPad mini is. You are biased where, with that censor no, shift lah, bro. No, but, you are just biased. <laughs> <laughs> I I actually have a question about why do people need iPad mini? Why not just get the regular one? Because the regular one is cheaper. Yeah, it okay, now now mm. now now I, I'm going to talk about the value. <laughs> it's using uh such a weird this is such a weird podcast. But okay, huh, go go ahead. Because it's using A13 Bionic. I think it's the same chipset okay. as uh, iPhone 11. That's actually not bad. Mm-hmm. Why do you need okay. iPad mini with fancy new design? Yes. Oh, shit. Oh, man. We have total, total role. We have reversal. Man. Oh, my God. What else is happening? Oh, man. Ah, but unlike you, I'm not a, I'm not a uh, fanboy. Like, go on, go on, go on. You can, you can go ahead with your arguments, Morgan. I will I'll listen to it ah. with an open mind. All right, right. Ah, shit. Now, uh-huh. now I'm like repeating your stuff, but I'm talking about the iPad. <laughs> Okay, so, so 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 I guess your point is like, oh, you know, for the same money, why don't you just get a, a, a yeah, slightly dated, you know, but uh, you know, a better value, right? Yeah, because the regular iPad sports an ten point twelve inch of screen, and okay. the mini is like eight point nine, mm-hmm. and if the mini is cheaper, then yeah, sure, fine. Uh, the mini, it's uh, I mean, like it's your entry iPad, but that's not the case. Mm-hmm. The iPad Mini is it's slightly more expensive than the regular it is, iPad. It, it's three, it's three k for the two hundred fifty six. Yeah, um, yeah, yeah. And yep. It's almost three k. Almost three k. And I think the only differentiating about why do you get the iPad Mini, like why iPad Mini still have a place in the world right now, is just because mm. 
that form factor. It's like whatever I brought up during the 13 mini point just now. <laughs> that you're able to squeeze that much uh, technology with the new form design, the laminated screen in the iPad mini form factor. The only reason why I would even suggest to get a iPad mini, right, is that so unlike the iPhone, we are not exactly spoiled for choice in terms of like the generation. Uh, number one, the the upgrade cycle. iPhone is every year, so you can count on that. But iPad is a bit more hit or miss, you know. Generally, it's two or three years, but it's a bit more hit or miss. And I'm I'm saying this from uh, I'm I'm, full, I'm well aware it is a bias because I personally love the form factor of the uh, iPad Mini and I to yes you could get the iPad but it would be a different form factor and it would be a a performance difference a two generation chip difference yep right and unfortunately if there was an intermediary uh, iPad Mini right like an iPad Mini with a A13 A14 chip then I would say forget about this uh, current iPad mini. It's not, it's not worth it. All right. But for some people, uh, okay, la, the, I, the, I want to say the current iPad mini, or I guess the last iPad mini, the one with the A12 chip, it's not exactly dated, you know, it's still moving. To be fair, I think I had the A, A8, A10 iPad mini, which is like, I basically had an iPad mini that's seven, eight years old, and I, and I gave it to my mom. Right, and it's still going strong. Just that the screen sensor is a bit wonky now. The capacitive touch is a bit wonky. Right. All right. So basically, what I'm trying to get at is that if people get the previous generation iPad Mini, they'll probably be fine as well, you know. But the previous generation iPad Mini to this generation iPad Mini, the the new one, is they're three generations apart. Yep. And I think that's that's a worthy and up- upgrade. Yes, they could go for the iPad, the uh, as you mentioned, you know. But it's a different the regular the iPad. regular iPad, but it's a different form factor, and it is still not a real upgrade. I would say it's not, it's not a real upgrade because it's still dated hardware, and unfortunately, this is not we're not talking about one year difference. We're talking about two three years of, of difference, and that's a lot. So, uh, it's not exactly an Apple Apple comparison to the iPhone because the iPhone changes every year, and we're comparing uh sorry a twelve to a thirteen, right? So, uh, and we know for a fact the next upgrade cycle for an iPhone will be next year. For the iPad mini or iPad, we just don't know when exactly they will come. If it will ever come. For all you know, next generation, uh, Apple say, yeah, you know what? We're cutting the iPad out of the uh, circulation. We're just going to go with the iPad Air. It's possible. Apple has done this. Yeah. So, I, 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 I don't know. Um, I, like I said, I'm well aware that when my endorsement for the iPad mini is because of my... Uh, I guess, experience with the iPad mini and also, you know, this upgrade cycle, the refresh cycle is just too, too long. All right. I think I've, I finally know why both of us differ so much in terms of how we see value. Uh, mm-hmm. I think when it comes to iPhone, because it's the one thing that you carry the most, uh, it's the one thing that you rely okay, the most. Fair. Hence, I put more value in always getting the latest hardware. Where in the iPad, it's a secondary device. So uh, it's, okay. If you can compromise, this is a place that you can compromise. So so what if you get a two-year-old hardware in a very dated uh, side? That's fair. That's I fair. think uh, that's fine because it's a secondary device anyways. And the phone, it's more prominent. Mm. Like you use it, like it's, yeah... You you see where where I'm coming from, right? Oh no no I I see where you're coming from. Okay, so if you if you wanna 
plot yeah. the graph from, you know. So there's another variable in the mix in the case of the phone, uh, whereby it's the usage time, the, uh, the contact time, essentially. In that sense, so time is a factor, in, in it's the new variable. In that sense, then yes, I would say it's worthwhile. Yeah. If you're upgrading, you know, from an 11, if you're upgrading from a 12, I say just forget it, just wait for the 14, to be very, 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 very frank. But if you're upgrading for even 11, I'm like, uh. but if you're upgrading from a 10, you know, like in the case of our, our dear co-host Adam, um, if he's coming from an XS, you know, then yes, I guess from in that sense, sure. Why, why, why the heck not? Just just get yeah. the, the, the latest iPhone. Because like you mentioned, it's the device that you use all the time. Yeah. I would still say if you can wait, just wait another yeah. year. But then again, that's the same for every tech, right? If you can wait, just wait another year. <laughs> Since, uh, I don't know, man, like, uh, I don't know when's the next iPad mini is going to be announced. Oh, no, la, what the <laughs> heck? No way, man. It's okay, some some people might not know, but like, yeah. my daily driver is a is an M1 uh, MacBook Air, right? And uh, for Morgan, I think for your case, you are using a, what, 16-inch or... what? What's your, what's your daily driver? The 16-inch mm. MacBook Pro 2019, I think. Mm, should be lah. Our co-host Adam yep. uses an iPad Pro as his uh, main his daily driver, and I, as much as I want to love the idea of the iPad, I cannot see it. Okay, it's priced right. so expensively that I cannot see it as just a secondary device, especially like the iPad Mini. I like say three K for two hundred fifty six gigs, right? That's insane. But at the same time, if it is not fully fledged enough that it can be a daily driver for me, at least f- for my case. Back then, what the iPad had going for it, or rather iPad OS had yep. going for it, is great battery life and great portability, right? Yeah. But the M1 crushed all of that. I am, I'm currently using my own personal um, MacBook Air for development for my company. But while running emulators, uh, Android emulators, I am able to get an entire work day worth of battery from my M1 Air. So I really don't see how, uh, at least for my case, I don't see how an, an uh, iPad would fit my lifestyle. An yeah. iPad is, I would say, a very casual device, in my opinion. Um, so I would never get it. Uh, a secondary device just to play Civ well, Bro. <laughs> yeah, a $3,000 <laughs> machine. to If I wanted a $3,000 machine, i just get a, a mini ITX desktop to, just to play Civ 5. Dude. It's different. You can Swift 5 on the iPad uh-huh. mini on the toilet. <laughs> Wow! The, yeah, dropping bombs. <laughs> or or dropping the, bombs. Why you're dropping uh, bombs, right, Morgan? <laughs> so um, no, I I I cannot uh, It is too expensive to be a secondary device. However, for people like my mom, like my dad, this is perfect. It's expensive, yes, but it does everything they need to do, and it does it well. Because it's the only computer they have. Correct. Right? Well, actually, they have a. A old MacBook Air but that is so old that it's still using the MagSafe two charger. So yeah, so, you know, I would uh I would not get the iPad Mini personally speaking. But for you know everybody else, yeah, you know for students, for uh casual users, or maybe not even casual users, but heavy content consumption people, I would definitely recommend them to get the iPad. So the last thing we're going to talk about is Apple Watch, Apple Watch. Series 7. Mm. I really can't comment much about this because 
I neither can I because I personally don't own an Apple Watch, and I've been planning to get one for my dad this year because Malaysia has just approved the ECG feature for Apple Watch. I think a few months ago, and I was reluctant to get the the Apple Watch in Malaysia. Was that you pay this price, but there's this feature you can't use. Like you have hardware, but you can't use. <laughs> wow, that's yeah. That's probably the most. Chinese uncle thing like, huh? Right. Pay so much money. <laughs> pay so much money. I cannot use all. Uh. what's the point? <laughs> yeah, yeah. But no, exactly. I, 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 com- I actually agree with you. Yes, it's a, uh, it's yeah. a shame. It's really a shame. And finally, Malaysia, uh, the Ministry of Health approved uh, ECG use on mm-hmm. watch, and I feel like although the Apple Watch refresh this year, it's kind of incremental, bigger battery, bigger screen, and a slightly curved design, new design mm. for the screen. Mm. But but I felt like uh, Apple is dominating the market mm-hmm. in terms of a smartwatch. And yeah, like if you don't like uh, Apple Watch, who you going to go with? Mm. I think uh, Samsung is a very distant second, I would say. I just want to like, uh, have a little throwback to a time where, you know, the uh, smartwatch market was vibrant. And I was... Uh, just to say that I was and I was and is still an avid supporter of Pebble. Fortunately, ah. they they crapped a bit, like, Let's just put it that way. It's, oh, such a shit. I was actually a backer of the Pebble too. Do you know that? The two is the the one that they didn't announce, right? Uh, they, they didn't release, right? They didn't release, correct? Yep, yep. Because I backed the the first one. Did I back the Pebble one? I can't remember if I backed the Pebble one or I bought the Pebble one. Either way, I got the, the first Pebble and that's where I fell in love with smartwatches. Uh, and oh, the Pebble wow. was very, very well uh, made. And I and it's, it's sad. It's sad that Apple is the dominating uh, force in these. Yeah, the smartwatch market. Sure, there are some Android Wear devices, but let's be honest, that's... They kind of suck. Yeah, but as an Android developer, I would say they 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 suck so bad. So yeah, and Google has some how to say renewed interest with partnering mm. with Samsung. Uh, I think yep. a few months ago during Google I/O, they announced that they're gonna overhaul the whole Google Wear OS and gonna yep. partner up with Samsung. And yep. even if what to say, uh, if it's a productive partnership, but mm-hmm. it will take a few years in order to see it into fruition. I would say. Mm-hmm. So, yeah. Yeah, we will see. We'll see. But uh, I actually own an Apple Watch Series 3, just a normal non cellular version, 42 millimeters, blah, blah, blah. Um, yep. And I've been looking to upgrade. Not, and not for the reason you might think. It's just because the battery is dying, you know? Just, just the curse of the lithium ion batteries, they degrade over time. And my uh, Apple Watch, which could barely hold two days worth of charge, now can barely hold a single day of charge, even with a minimal... If I actually work out with my watch, which I do, I I jog with my watch, I I do uh, calisthenics with my watch, it can barely last half a day if I actually turn on the uh, activity tracking, the heart rate monitoring and everything. So um, that's the only reason why I want to upgrade. But you're still getting Wear OS 7, right? The latest software, right? Correct, correct. It's still part of the lineup, right? Yep. Correct. So I'm going to go back to my... So, so my argument for the iPhone, you know, the, the iPhone 13 versus 12 argument, right? Is even more prominent here with the Apple Watch. Apple Watch, I seriously do not see any reason for anybody to upgrade. It's what I wanted to say until ECG became a thing, you know? But even then... 
do you really care about ECG? At least, uh, well, touch wood lah, you know, touch wood, but like um, our age group, right? Mid-20s, you know, uh, mid-20s to early 40s. I mean, okay, maybe not early 40s, but early 40s, you are slowly getting into, you know, health risk uh, territory. But like mid-30s, you know, do you really need an ECG? For the, for the vast majority of us, do you really need ECG? Is it a feature worth getting? And then you want to talk about like always screen on, yeah, the, the latest Apple Watch, the screen is much bigger, it's brighter, blah, blah, blah. But do you really need that out of a watch? Over a, sorry, a smartwatch. If there's a non-ECG with a cheaper variant, then I would get that. But yeah. that's not an option, right? I mean, uh, uh, okay, uh, that, 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 that option is kind of like the Apple Watch SE. But correct. You have to, but you also have to sacrifice the always-on, which I think is a very big deal breaker for a lot of people. Is it? What, what, what makes you think so? The always-on feature? Yeah. Just now you mentioned that you were a very early backer of Pebble, right? Correct. And I haven't mentioned about, I'm actually also an early backer of uh, the Moto 360. Oh. First, uh, oh, yes, yes. I remember first, seeing you wearing it. Yes, 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 yes. Yeah, the first round Android wear that hypes everything out yep. about uh, Android entering the smartwatch. Correct. And I do notice that I don't use the watch as much because it's not always, uh, how to say, uh, because the screen is not always on. Mm-hmm. So you have to do this weird gesture in order to write it out, like, like uh, to active the screen, right? Mm-hmm. And that's a really weird gesture to do from time to time. Mm-hmm. And uh, it doesn't work as well on the Moto 360. And well, okay. Okay, no, that's a fair point. Mm-hmm. And the always-on can make that glanceability a lot better. Like, for example, there and there's a new message. You can just glance it rather than try to flick it and people will know that you're checking your watch. <laughs> right, okay. So, so I feel like, a, yeah, it's a quality of life improvement, but it's a really good quality life of improvement. So... As a as an Apple uh, Series Three uh, owner, so I remember when I first got the Apple Series Three, right? I never wish, and mind you, this is coming from Pebble, which has an e ink display that is literally always on. Yeah, twenty four seven, twenty four seven. For one 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 week of battery life, right? Or is it? Is, oh, oh my god! Don't even mention it, man. I miss my <laughs> Pebble so much. Um, is it? Uh, is it two weeks or a week? One week, but I have I think managed to stretch it to like close to 12 days at one point so yeah wow all right uh, if it's really a standby right you don't use it f- you don't, notifications don't come pinging in you can it lasts quite a while dude but i digress as a series 3 user i have never had issues of oh man i wish this uh display uh you know uh it was always on or whatever because uh and this was during the early days of owning the series 3 is because the minute you flick your wrist to you know to glance at it and it's quite a very natural flick i don't know about the moto 360 but the apple series 3 is just a normal wrist turn just 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 a wrist turn and it will show you the, the time yeah it's, it's very uh discreet it's very nice nowadays it's not as reliable anymore i think because you know it's getting slow and everything the battery is kind of crappy now but i never had that problem and honestly if you ask me if apple just ditched the always on a thing they could probably squeeze much more battery life out of the Series, what, 5? When, when was always on uh, introduced? Series 5? Series 6? Five. Yeah. 5. So I would rather have more battery life, to be very frank with you. If they could increase the battery life to a week, I would gladly sacrifice uh, always on. You know, it's a switch that you can just flick it off, right? Oh, is it? This is so there, there is yeah. an actual... Uh, oh, hmm. 
Hmm. Yeah. Happy, right? So I, I guess uh, you're, get, you're, getting a, you're getting a Series 7 for Christmas, right? Okay, so no. <laughs> because, because, okay, I remember how in like uh, our, um, the software that we used that episode, you know, I think this, that's what episode 5, yeah. Um, yeah. I, I talked about uh, how some app, some software is not suitable to be on the phone, right? Like imagine yep. had doing a, having a mobile version of you need a budget, you know, it's, it's a stupidity in my opinion. A phone should not be able to do so many things. And I believe a smartwatch should not have to do so many things as well. So to me, right. this is my use case of a smartwatch. Activity tracking, re- reliable activity tracking, uh, notifications, and maybe some media controls. Even then, rarely, right? I think these are the things that, that, that should matter uh, Apple smartwatch. Now, if I, actually, I don't know whether Malaysia actually supports Apple Pay. Um, maybe a few select places. Nope. Uh, Malaysia banks doesn't support Apple Pay, but we have the hardware to support Apple Pay because correct. it's just basically a piggybacking on a Visa Pay Wave. Right, right, correct. Yeah, so yeah. so uh, it's not a, let's just put it, it's not a ubiquitous uh, adoption of Apple Pay in, in, in uh, what. So, but I think that is a good feature to have if you are, you know, in Singapore or whatever because I actually seen the use case in Japan and it's very cool that you can go to any convenience store and just pay using your watch. I think that's, that's, that's super cool. That's super handy. And you can even forego having the metro card, you know, the, the train card and just use your yep. Apple watch to tap into the, the, the station. That is super useful in my opinion. But unfortunately, we don't have that. So if we have that, oh, by all means, um, I, I want to say everybody should get the latest Apple watch but even the previous generations all have this NFC support or Apple Pay support. So yep. I don't know. So I'm basically, what I'm trying to say is I'm doubling down on what I mentioned about iPhone 13. Like if there is absolutely nothing about the Apple Watch Series 7 that you absolutely need, you know, and honestly, there really isn't because Series 6, Series 5 have, have it more or less, then just don't get the Series 7. It's just a waste of money. Yeah, you can get anything as long as it's not Series 3. Yeah. You know, right? Apple is still selling Series 3 today. Exactly. And yeah, and it's mind blowing. It's, it's absolutely mind blowing. And it's like, what, 1,000 ringgit? I know that as the Apple Watch SE is like 800 ringgit, which is, uh, in my opinion, a steal. It's pretty good. I would say Apple Watch, right, is for people who want uh, reliable activity tracking because I found that the activity tracking is pretty reliable and it's good. It, it really helps me to uh, be more active in my life, you know, because it's not just the watch, the, the companion app on the iOS uh, device. Uh, of course, this is an assumption that, you know, people are using an iOS device. The companion uh, fitness app on the iOS device is, it actually spurs me to work out, to be more active in my life. All right. But yeah, honestly, I don't see a reason to get the Series 7. You don't see a reason? I don't see a reason you... to get a Series 7. Even I'd, coming from a Series 3? Nope, nada. Because again, the same argument applies. If I want ECG, I'll just get a Series 5 or Series 6 if I, if I have no choice, you know? I see. All right, right. Yeah, because since you're still getting the latest Apple Watch software updates exactly. anyways, so I feel like, yeah, it's still uh, not obsolete. I, I completely agree. Yeah. If, you can, if you can get an Apple Watch for 50, 50, 60% uh, cheaper, hell, why not, you know? Uh, you just get the, the previous generation. But if it's like 10, 20%, 30%, uh, yeah, I guess just get the latest. If this is your first uh, foray into 
Apple Watch, then sure, get the latest one. It has a bigger screen as well. It's, it's pretty. Yep, yep. Cool. Okay, so I guess this basically wraps up the uh, Apple event uh, episode for the Roger Attack podcast. You know, we've discussed about the iPhone 13. Things got contentious for a minute there between getting an iPhone 12 or an oh, iPhone man. 13. <laughs> But hey, um, that's what, uh, you know, if, if everybody agrees, if everybody else, this will be pretty boring, right? <laughs> uh, then we also talk about the iPad, you know, the iPad uh, mini, whether it's worth getting or should you get an iPad, you know, our opinion is that, you know, uh, whatever floats your boat. Uh, and then yeah. we talked about the Apple Watch. Again, whatever floats your boat, but we generally lean on getting a secondhand uh, watch if you can, you know, uh, if you're new to the Apple Watch system and, you know, the price difference is, you know, 50-60%, then sure, get, get a second-hand one. But if, you are, if you're, it's your first time getting an Apple Watch, then, you know, and the price difference of a second-hand watch, a last-generation watch is 10-20%, uh, just splurge for the, the latest Series 7, you know, it's pretty anyway. And it's going to last quite some time because since you take a look at Series 3, it's been like, Four years already. Four years, yeah. I'm using my Series Three for almost four years now. Yeah. So and mm. yeah, and when you you can buy a Series Seven without worrying in for the next four years. Exactly, and yeah, I think that basically wraps up our our hot takes on the latest Apple event. Yeah. So if you guys uh, like what we are doing, you will help us out a lot if you guys can follow us on Spotify or anywhere you get your podcast. So I guess uh, I'll catch you next time, Jason. Yeah, I'll see you next time too, Morgan. And catch all of you listeners in the next episode. All right, see ya.